This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're going to have to give us your, uh, your login details. I genuinely, uh, it's not that I don't trust you, but I okay. need to remember because it's... Uh, can, you, can you draw them off your, off your device? No, but can I tap them in? 100%. Update password. Okay, I'm in. He's in. We're in. Incredible. Oh, look at this. I, honestly I feel like know. I'm standing at the summit of your life right now, Where's looking it? down. I, honestly, I'm, I should have checked and deleted stuff. Actually. It's <laughs> probably all my books. Oh, Dom, this, this is going to be amazing. Oh, no. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. So much shit. Really? Oh, okay. wrong with you? This is My Mate Bought a Toaster, the podcast that dives into people's Amazon purchase history with all the hope and enthusiasm of a pig snuffling for truffles in an Asda car park. Is this your intro? Yes, yeah, so oh, I've okay. pre-written that, yeah. Joining me today, what did you think? I wrote it quite early this morning. I, I just didn't realise. No, 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 I started. Into it, and I, I thought you were on a phone call. <laughs> are there many pigs in Asda car parks? And who are you? Don't, don't pursue it. Don't pursue the metaphor. Truffles. Wait there one second. I am so right. posh. Joining me, t- joining me today, as ever, she's got her scene of crime kit on, ready to go over the evidence. It's the Amazon archaeologist, Samantha Baines. Hello, Samantha Baines. Hello. And uh, we've also got, oh, what's his name? Dom, is it Dom Jolly? Dom Jolly. Well, my favourite was when I was met at a Cambodian airport with a man holding a sign up saying Dim Jelly. (laughs) (laughs) And I have had someone ring me up, ask me if I was Bum Jolly, which many would agree. I mean, So, yeah. So, take your pick. But even worse is when people go, is that your real name? And I go, yeah. I decided to become a comedian. I thought, I'm going to call myself Mr. Jolly because Mr. Tickle was fucking taken. (laughs) It is my real name. (laughs) You lumbered with it for life. Um, So, it is your real name and we've used that to log in to your Amazon account and I'm... Well, you haven't actually because my Amazon account is your fine straight away is in another name, so I can write glowing reviews of my own products. But I won't yes. tell you. But I won't tell <laughs> exactly, you. Exactly, what's the name? But I won't tell you what the name is. Right, okay. But so you will. If you see... Uh, if you see any good reviews of my stuff, yeah. that's me. Dim Jolly yeah. is a huge fan yeah. of Dom Jolly. And Bum Jolly. Uh, yeah. So we're going to go right back then to... Now, the first year that we've got... What do you got, mean go back? We're going right. We're going to start from the beginning. That's so how far can you go back? I genuinely have not looked at so my... So if you go into... This is what people don't realise. If yeah. you go into your Amazon account... It's got your it, whole... Go into your orders. Yeah. You can go back to when you first started. So when did I join it? When well, did Amazon start? Two. Well, I don't know. When Amazon started, what, in the 90s? Late 90s, I think it started. I would have been an early adopter because I'm pretty hip. Of course you are. So I can when see did that it right start? now. Um, so I think it started in about 98, 99. That's off the top of my I head. St- when did I start? So Amazon was yeah. founded on the 5th of July, 1994. Right. Four. So when did I start? 95? 94 and a half? Yeah, more or less. 2002. Oh. That's yeah. a bit of a surprise. Yeah, not, I thought I was bad. pretty it's hit, not but obviously not. Well, okay. maybe you did the first few years as Dom Jolly on, on your account. Ah, that's what would have happened. Then I got famous, mm-hmm. so I changed my name because I, I had to write reviews of myself once they started going downhill. There you go. You see, there I'm you also go. buying all your own products as well. Yeah. But we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. Have you really? <laughs> well, 
for a reason, but yeah. Okay, all right, we'll find out about also, that. Also, I should say Amazon started in the UK mm-hmm. in 1998. Are you like the statistician on... Um... She's my Richard Osman. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's what she does. She does it very well as well. All right. Everything she says... And said... I'm just as sexy as Richard Osman. You've both got very good radio voices. I feel I'm on some Thank you slightly cheesy but fun <laughs> breakfast show. I mean, you do know that I You're... work... That's exactly what I do for my other we... job. I work on Magic Radio. And I work for the that. BBC. That, that was literally where I was. You're <laughs> you go. All right, so listen, in 2002, that's when you made your first orders. But weirdly... Has it got my first order ever? Yeah, but I can't see it. 15 orders were placed in 2002. Are you getting this as well, Sam? Because Sam, be. Sam is also logged into your account on her computer. We what do you cannot mean? see them. Why? You know why? Is that because because of the child pornography um, mm, No, scandal. is that what it is? It's probably, if you order your own products, if it's 15 of them, that normally means I'm either sending... Because I, I have a Canadian wife, right. so whenever a product of mine comes out, whether it's a DVD or a book... I kind of have a, a block by where I send it to all my Canadian relatives so that oh, they know I nice. do something. So it's possible. Hang on. Is that not a bit narcissistic? That Do they only hear from you when you've got a new product? Well, out? no, I, I'm there every summer. But the problem okay. is, can you imagine marrying well, Can you imagine marrying me anyway? But if you do, and my wife trying to explain to the Canadian relatives, what do you do? <laughs> goes, well, he shouts into a big cellular phone. <laughs> it's like, what? So I kind of got really paranoid because they just thought I was a bum. <laughs> so every time, especially when books, I wrote a book, you know, like I'd send them a book to go, see, look, I'm a writer. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I okay. do force feed them. Or None s- of them have ever seen or read them. But. So maybe that was in 2002 and it's just been blanked from Amazon's yeah. history. Let's, we're going to have to skip into 2003 then. Right. Uh, and see oh, God, what you insane. bought. I'm Here we go. Well, no, exactly. I mean, there's some good stuff. There's a lot of clash in uh, December. What do you mean the- clash? Look at this, Sam. On the 24th of December, 2003, you went, you shopped your tits off, Dom John. Sorry, 24th of December? Yeah. So this yeah. is panic. This is, you. This is panic <laughs> Christmas <laughs> buying. This is amazing. Before Amazon Prime. You got Richard Hawley. Oh, I love Richard oh, Hawley. Oh, I love Richard Hawley. Brilliant. The Clash, obviously, The Clash. Oh, I did buy The Clash. And Kelly Osborne. explain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I've, I can explain this, actually, because I think about that time, that would have been when I was making World Shut Your Mouth. And I was trying to source a whole lot of uh, music for it. And actually, Kelly Osborne did quite a good um, cover of Changes with her dad, yes. uh, the song Changes. Yeah. And I think I bought that, because I've yeah. certainly never bought any Ozzy Osbourne, and I've certainly no interest in Kelly Osbourne. Oh. So that would have been the only link. That well, you spent, is what you bought. You bought just Changes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Changes the single. Just, okay. see, nothing else. Yeah. So, But this is quite a serious question now, Don, because you, as a, as a maker of comedy, all yeah. things telly, you, music is very important to you, isn't it? It's well, hugely it's, important. It's massively TV. important, because if you strip away my massively good music taste, you're left with, really, quite a shallow hidden camera show. <laughs> but you whack on some deeply moving Mercury Rev or some Baby Bird, and suddenly it's yes. like, you know, you have people weeping over grown squirrels beating each other thinking why you love that one Kelly Osbourne song some people don't agree oh no yeah. what they said. one star Ronster to 500 the know, multi-talentless right. Kelly Osbourne oh, on. after having seen her album Bomb has okay. decided to relaunch it with some extra tracks but unfortunately can I, can I, she's decided to abuse one of her father's old songs there you go and, and there's the point and I think most people slag it off because I have to be honest I'd never heard the original changes so, but by it, it's him. not the David Bowie version is it because I was thinking of no 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 this one's this one and if I may sing it we're going through changes. 
It's that. It's a great <laughs> song. But I'd never heard his original one. And yeah. so she covered it and he did it as a kind of fuck. She's going to go on heroin if I don't mm. make her thing go well. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, God I came that. to it new. So it's like my kids. That's quite an arguing counter to, yeah. to go to your parents and say, I'm going to take heroin. <laughs> well, I would. It's like my kids, you know, when Leona Lewis co- covered Snow Patrol and they call it the Leona Lewis song. And I'm like, it's fucking Snow Patrol. Mm. Even the fact I'm defending Snow Patrol is not cool. True, but there you are. So. I don't know if you want to come to October 2004 with me, Sam Bates. Oh, 16th of October. Yeah. Okay, um, can I just say, go on. career-wise, mm-hmm. this, is about, this is quite interesting because to see how my purchase go with the career, this is about the time I just got... So after Trigger Happy and massive success on Channel 4, I got three series deal at the Beeb, yeah. which I absolutely tanked. What was and I, it? Which one was that then? Well, I went. I did two series of a thing called This Is Dom Jolly, which everyone, I thought, wouldn't it be funny to make a chat show that was so straight that I wanted 80% of the people to think, I get it, he's taking the piss. Actually call it Dom Jolly, not even This Is Jom Dolly. And 20% to think this is a car crash. Actually, I think 99% of people, because they'd see me in every shot in Trigger Happy, right. and just thought, this guy's a massive cunt. <laughs> and it was me. I put glasses on. So I just thought it's really obvious it's not me. So what you did, you left Channel 4, put some glasses on, and went to the BBC. Yeah, the and did what every wanker does when they go to the BBC for the series, is you have a chat show like Johnny Vaughan, although I won't mention his name. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'll satirise that. But yeah. I obviously didn't satirise it enough, because I literally, I got pages in the mirror going, is this the worst chat show ever? Because I asked Eamon Holmes questions like what time do you get up and do you use an alarm clock? It was like, it was so obvious that it was a piss take. I love it. But they didn't. And I even had a VT section where it was showed me trying to sell my house to people. And when they agreed, I'd add a 10% celebrity premium nice. so it was obvious nice. that it was crap yeah, this yeah, needs yeah. to come back I feel no, like it was a great very show. well it was welcomed anyway so, so uh, okay, after that right, okay, so the I'm careers... about to be kicked out of the BBC at this stage so all right, well, I'm panicking think, yeah, you are panicking you're also doing some, you're doing some panic buying because you bought uh, yeah. a copy of Look At Me Look At Me by Dom that's Jolly that's my own book and then the day after that you bought a copy of Look At Me Look At Me by okay. Dom Jolly later on that day you bought Look At Me okay. Look At Me by Dom well, Jolly well I've explained this early this, this would have been the first ca- that's my first book so this would have been the first case of me desperately trying to explain to my Canadian family. Because they're like, they were quite impressed when I worked for the BBC. Like when I was doing the big mobile thing, Channel 4, doesn't mean anything to them. But then Stacey, my wife, said, oh, he's at the BBC. And Canadians are comfortable with that. Yeah. And then Stacey started to hint that we might not be able to get to Canada that summer because... Dom's having problems with the BBC. <laughs> and my book came out, so I thought, great, I'll send them the book. But it was a spoof autobiography. I right. was paid really a staggering amount of money for it, thinking they were going to get a real one. And half, about 10 minutes in, I thought, fuck this. And so the whole thing was spoof. And Just take the piss every time, it just dis- No, it was a terrible move. And it disintegrated and it didn't sell anything. Well, it's, well, it sold yeah. four. No, no, no well, obviously. He's no, bought, you no bought I think I bought more than that. I think Sam, I bought more than that. Yeah. Sam, any re- we've had this before on this podcast. Uh, John Holmes came on and we, we looked at the reviews of his yeah. book because he bought his own book. Yeah. So in that tradition, well, Sam... buy their own book? Of course. Sam. Three and a half stars overall. Okay. All right. Look at me. Yeah. That's... That's generous because it's my worst book by a long way. Can <laughs> I tell you how I can beat you? Should we go for a? Fu- should we go on. one star first or five star first? We've got to do one or the other. I think we should go. Oh, um, one star. Let's one go star bad news yeah. first. Because yeah. yeah. okay. this will be me again. Yeah. Um, Kath Chamberlain. Oh, oh funny. She's, she's, yes. She Kath, just because I fucking dumped you at uni, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's less funny than someone doing that phone gag. Nice, because that's all I ever did. Mm-hmm. Yes, Famous his first TV series was funny, but everything else has been dull. I hadn't done anything else. 
Also, she's just said you're funny. No, but she's... And so, also, she's quite right, because at that stage, things were going badly, yeah. Right, okay. Shay might express the opinion on the first, or I may not have got this as a gift. Oh. <laughs> she got it as possibly. a gift. Who did? She's just more... This woman, she's more annoyed that this was her gift, really, yeah. than you know at your what? book. Even funnier, who gave her the gift? Hello. There he is. <laughs> Does she live in Canada? <laughs> no. I just... I started... Honestly, this is true. <laughs> when Trigger Happy DVDs were out, I used to do a thing called Shop Putting, and uh, I used to walk around Tesco's, and I'd grab, like, a row, a rack of Trigger Happy DVDs, and I'd drop them into people's, <laughs> into people's uh, trolleys. Yes. So I think that helped. Right. Okay, so that's the, that's the one-star review, which, to be honest, it seems... She's giving, seems quite nice. She's giving the person who bought her that as a gift yeah. one star, less yeah. the book yeah. one star. Let's go for the five star. Come on, we have to finish things, things nicely. Yeah. Well, so we're, nice, well, we're in a okay. nice show, no, Dom. It's a nice show. Delta Hotel reviewed it. Ah, Did you leave one at a hotel? Totally made up. That's, that's my radio name. Oh, is it? This is Delta Hotel. No, I didn't write this one. Oh. So this is... Dom Jolly is one of the funniest, most clever comedians in the world, is one the title. <laughs> look at Me, Look at Me is a fantastically funny journey through yeah. the surreal life of the very talented, unique, Ooh. comedical entity that oh, is Dom Jolly. Keep talking. Mm. When reading it on the train, mm. I couldn't stop laughing out loud, <laughs> oh, constantly from cover uh, to cover. Thanks, People mom. looked at me like I was slightly mad, but I just didn't care. It was so funny. Yeah. Wow. From his talking dog to being uh, an EU cultural attache in Prague to 50-foot chickens, Dom Jolly has expertly written his autobiography I really and I cannot recommend it highly enough. I Buy can. it today. <laughs> it will wouldn't. be one of the most entertaining and unput downable books you will ever buy. If you're Genius. a fucking idiot. Now, do you know what? <laughs> I have written, very glowing. I have written, I'd like to thank Delta Hotels um, <laughs> and for all the stays I've had with them. But, uh, I've written my own fake reviews to books and even I would not have what do you I, write, I when you write a fake review, then what do you say? Well, I wouldn't have pushed it to that extent. That's too much. That has too, to be real. It's yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I would say things like I'd always put in a little, a little warning, like you yeah. know, not not brilliant, but you know, like yeah. I'd make it believable. Oh, you know? really? No, you'll, you'll loads come of people soon, saying but, the funniest book I've ever read. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Can you recognise Dom's handwriting book? on those reviews? No, no, I could tell you that I didn't even bother with that one because I genuinely I got paid a stunning amount of money for it, and I didn't bother, and I hated that book. So really? yeah, I wouldn't right. buy it. Okay. it was Someone's also done a five-star review entitled it PP in my bed. Oh, I swear to God, me, I, I was actually physically sick. That was me. So that much. was me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go to October 2004. And you can it's tell things stressful. Career-wise, things are on the slide because you bought Grand Theft Auto San Andreas yeah, this, for the PlayStation 2. This, this, you know what? Second bang studenthood on. coming this up. This is honestly like moments after. So after... So I did two series of uh, This Is Dom Jolly. Mm. It absolutely tanked. And then I panicked and thought, fuck, I've got to stay. So I gave them another hidden camera show called World Shut Your Mouth, which was basically an excuse for me to travel around the world. And I, I literally, we did a road trip all the way across America and used four seconds. This is absolutely no true of footage from it. What? I was so taking the piss at that stage. And I did a great... Beginning. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You, did, you went across America with yeah. the whole crew. How many people? Three of us. Okay, fine. A yeah. lot of cast, a lot of expense, and you used... No cast, because it's hidden camera. Four seconds. Yeah, and then even better, I had an idea for the beginning of every show, and it would be me in front of one of the wonders of the world. So, for instance, it started, the first show, in front of me in the Taj Mahal at dawn. We were there, and I'm standing in front of the Taj Mahal, and a real woman wanders in, and the moment she wanders in, I go, ah, oh, the Taj Mahal. And she goes, yeah kind of ethereal and there's a long pause and I go oh, that is shit <laughs> and that's, and that's all I did and I thought this is how far up my own ass was I thought I can't like normally if you're in India you think well we're here 
we might as well film some other stuff. I thought, no, this is only funny if that's all we filmed. So we did Great Wall of China, uh, Grand Canyon. Uh, where did we go? Uh, Great Wall of China, yeah, the pyramids. We did, I mean, literally. What, and every time? Every time. That's, that's all, all I you did. Filmed. That's all I did. And when the Daily Mail came to review the show, they said, and it's my I claim to fame, possibly the greatest waste ever of the license fee. <laughs> but I still I still stand I, I still stand by how good that was. Yeah. That's such a good yeah. quote. But it was it was a proper joke. Yeah. I mean it made me laugh, but unfortunately The problem is, right, if you weren't posh, people would call you a punk comic. That's the thing, isn't it? Because that's a punky they call me thing a lot to do. Worse. Yeah, but yeah. I'm quite punky. All yeah. punks are posh. Yeah, Come on, true, I mean, you can only be a punk if you went yeah. to art school and you had the time to not be in the minds. I mean, come on. punks, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, this, the, we began this tangent. Chris Morris, how grand, posh did you Oh, Kiers, so posh, so yeah. posh. Come on. Um, grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yeah. Why did you buy it? Did you complete it? Okay, so here we go. So having done uh, World Shake Math, which is still, by the way, in case you haven't seen it, my favourite show and my best show of all time, but it went out on BBC One, so it was completely the wrong wrong time. Yeah, I BBC got, One, I, Tiny Channel. No one's going to see that. No, but it's the wrong people. It yeah. really was. Yeah, I got yeah, hurled yeah. out the BBC and I got hurled out the BBC so badly that I was at a you know I had my pass I came in and one day my pass didn't work oh my god and they wouldn't let me in that's full partridge and this is no joke this is no joke I had to get in on a BBC tour I went in with the public and then I got all my stuff in those boxes that you never see apart from when a bank's closing down and I went down and in between Bruce Forsyth and Jonathan Ross's car, I opened the boot of my car and put it in and drove out. And that was the end, <gasps> and that was the end of show business. Yeah. So I bought some video games and I disappeared into what I call the online wasteland years. Oh, how long were, did those years go on for? I think about four years. I would just sit in the Cotswolds and I'd earned enough money and I just played a lot of, I played a lot of Call of Duty and a lot of Grand Theft Auto. It was amazing. Wow. And I developed you had a, a second studenthood then. Yeah, yeah, and I developed a character. So when I went online, I'd be, um, I, I'm really bad on accents. Anyone seen my comedy work does so I kind of even when I'm doing the Dutch which is my best I'll drift through a continent and end up in Yugoslavia <laughs> but I can do kind of like a guy called Big Bad Billy Bob so I would go online as a guy called Big Bad Billy Bob this is before Trump and I would just be I'd be a man I'd say I'm telling you right now I'm I'm playing this naked in my in my trailer <laughs> there's so much methane in the trailer now that someone lit a match it would just go and then I'd just I'd have a go at Brits playing and it was fucking brilliant I go wow. you from Scotland do you guys still paint your ass blue and just fucking <laughs> waddle around? And I just, wow. I just take abuse. It was you, like, you love it was needling people. Yeah, I really like a fight. It's terrible. Twitter must have been a joy uh, for you. Twitter when that was came terrible around. for me because I, I drunk tweets. See, yeah. so, and and uh, it's been a source of terrible you things dreet. for me. So who knew all I'm sorry, I don't know much about video game playing. Well, yeah. So did you have a little headset yeah. and you would talk so to I'm, people? So I'm hitting in the headset, and at any stage, I'm playing seven other people around the world, and yeah. I'm, I'm playing essentially. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm playing a violent video game. And I was in this old house in the Cotswolds that I'd got. And the place where I played it was, it was like an L-shaped house. And the room where the only place my wife would let me play was this old, oldest part of the house. And it had a window onto the street in the village. And I didn't realize, I didn't come out for three years. I just played this game. And people just like, we'd moved down and they'd heard Dom Jolly's moved into the village. And hmm. then They'd walk the dog past and they'd just hear me going, well, listen here, asshole. I'm going to fuck you up. And, and when I met them all like later, when I came out, came back into IRL, into real life, like they thought that I was either running some sort of commando training school. Can I just say, I found something absolutely amazing here. Yeah. Sam, because in, in life, imitating art, imitating yeah. life in the most perfect way, you've gone into this weird post-massive success on TV, yeah. uh, hilarious world. And then guess what happens? In 2006... Is Sam, it how bad things happen to bad people? No, you then uh, buy 
Curb Your Enthusiasm Series 1. Ah. Curb Your Enthusiasm Series 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm okay. Series 3, 4. And you go crazy. And Curb Your Enthusiasm, this is exactly so, what so, you're like. So hold on. So where's the year here? So this is 2006 now. Okay. So 2006, I'm really angry because I'm thinking, okay, I've, I've had a long run of, of success. Yeah. And then two years just in the room playing video games, thinking, surely the phone's going to ring. Someone's going to go, yeah. okay, you've paid your penance. You can come back. Mm. And I suddenly realized, fuck, it's gone. And it's the biggest problem in my career. What I'm good at, if I'm good at anything, is riffing. Like, and we use that terrible word, improv. Now, improv in England means you end up on whose line is it anyway, pretending you're stuck in a lift with John Sessions. It's yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> in America, improv starts all that stuff, and it goes to things like Spinal Tap, Parks and Rec, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So when I yes. saw Curb Your Enthusiasm, I'm like, how the fuck am I not on that? Like, I could kill. And I was offered all these roles. Like, I was offered a big role in... Um, 22 Days Later with Danny Boyle. Mm. And I was like, mm, is there a script? And he went, yeah, I, go, I just can't learn scripts. And I'm not interested in learning scripts because what I'm good at is making my own stuff up. And when I saw Curb Enthusiasm, yeah. it not only made me laugh more than anything else, but it also made me really angry and made me weep a little because I was like, fuck, that's what I should be doing. Okay, but this is in 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is two right, years so after the implosion. Yeah, I but think this is 13 years what... ago. Have you done that yet? What? Made Curb in... the British Curb Enthusiasm because you'd be perfect for that. You did very spend weirdly, 52 pounds on it. Very <laughs> Very weirdly, if you'd have asked me that a month ago, yeah. I'd have got very depressed and slumped. Okay. But Good. I just went to the Cheltenham Festival and I bumped into Daisy Cooper. Yes. From this life, from from uh, um, this country. And I'm a massive fan of this country. And also it's filmed near me. Yeah, of course. And we got on like a house on fire and I finally realised I'd met someone else who did, and actually more successfully me because she's got a BAFTA, did what I did. You know? And she was like, the comedy establishment hates me. They are all snobby they don't get what we do and I'm like oh my god you're talking my language and she's got an amazing idea for a film and so we I think are going to do that oh, wow. so yes we just got an exclusive we just got heard that first on this podcast yeah. oh my yeah. god that Tell is the, the first time down. I mentioned it because actually we only met very drunkenly and then we've been whatsapping so it might not happen but yeah but I she's brilliant she is absolutely brilliant but also yeah. more than she's brilliant she's fucking smart yeah. and I you know I'm stupid I believed her I didn't think she was and she's amazing yeah, so, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, I'm glad I didn't yeah. ask a question that made you all depressed. Oh, there'll be plenty. Uh, all right. So that's 2006. So uh, this this narrative of Dom Jolly's life after all the massive this TV is, success. Honestly, that's fucking therapy. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving this. I know. Hi guys, Shangela Sipafemu here, telling you to please listen to the Brian and Roger podcast. Now, I don't know who's written it, but whoever it is, is probably a genius. So I think you should give it a listen, because it's such great stuff. I'm going to go for 2008 now, all right? Let's have a yeah. jump on 2008. And Ooh, 2008, I'm happy now because I'm starting to write books. But also, you look at Proper this. Proper books. Look at this. You've got We Fit. Yeah, the, well, obviously, obviously after four or five years on the internet, the weight's starting to pile on as well. And I'm having the Alex James nervous breakdown year now. Okay. You know, I've got the big beer. <laughs> you can start making cheese. <laughs> no, I haven't made cheese. Do you know, I gave Alex James the name. This is another claim to fame. I met Alex because we wrote both wrote for The Independent. And he'd just written... The uh, you know autobiography, which was basically a story of the band and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's good, you know, because he's a proper rock and roller and stuff. And I said, have you got a name for it yet? And he goes, no. And I go, bit of a blur. And he goes, 
Did he thank me? No. <laughs> but I gave him that. And I was so chuffed for that. It's, it's such a, a great name. title. It's great, Did isn't he it? never thank you for never that? Never thank me, little Alex cunt. James? Yeah. Absolute cunt. What's that about? Your cheese is shit as well, it mate. It is shit. Yeah. He doesn't make it either. Uh, no. No, he doesn't. He's got a farmer makes it in his farm. But that's fine, you know. Mm. And I went to his house. Uh, and it was kind of going to a cliched rock and roll house. There was the quad bike. There was the, yeah. oh, I make cheese. And he goes, do you want to look around? So we like oh. wandered around. And we went into one barn. And there was just this massive sheep dead with like oh, lambs God. nuzzling on the dead mother. And he goes, oh, that shouldn't be there. <laughs> it was amazing. You go around Alex James off of Blur's house and see all that stuff. Yeah. And then in Dom Jolly's house, what have yeah. we got? A 50-meter me- Xbox 360 Ethernet cable. Ah, this- 50 meters well, of Ethernet cable. Like How a- bad is your Wi-Fi signal? Well, no, at that stage, yeah. I'd got into fitness. And so I thought if I could play Xbox and be in the gym at the same time. You are a genius. Then, wow. then oh life could change. Oh my God. And did and, you do that? Did and, life change. And because change. of the weight gain, I had built a small gin at the end of my L-shaped Cotswold house that we've already described. Mm. And so I thought, I'm not going to the gym, but if the Xbox was in the gym, I <laughs> wow. might. And so I went into the gym and then ended up just playing Call of Duty on a sofa that I installed in the gym. So it was self-defeating. <laughs> but that was the reason for that. Yeah. So the idea yeah. was, it was good intentions. It was good intentions. Of course, yeah, of yeah, course. Good Mind you, if it was a long walk to the gym, that's a bit of exercise. It was right a 46-metre walk. Hence, <laughs> hence the 50-metre cable. You spent 25 quid on cables <laughs> yeah. so you could play the Xbox Well, elsewhere. I'm the cable guy that Nemi is. That is brilliant. People really love that 50-metre cable. Oh, it's one of the best cables. Oh, if you're going to go for a 50-metre cable... <laughs> That is the best one. If you're going to lay a cable that size. There you go. You're solving a big problem. 7% five-star reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam says, would recommend. Did the job, no complaints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually spoke... Still there to this day? I spoke to Sam before. I've moved houses, but I'm sure it's still there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I swapped the... I don't know if you know, but when you move to the Cotswolds, you have to... uh, Every village has a celeb. And Mm. you, you know, this is absolutely true. And you do sort of... You hand it over. So I took over, and this is absolutely true. I moved into Anne Robinson's house in the village I was in then called Quennington. Wow. And this was Anne Robinson just before The Weakest Link. Right. So she got quids in. She did quite well out of that. Yeah. And yeah. she bought yeah. herself an enormous dome. It's completely true. So I moved into Anne Robinson's house and took over as the village It's like there. the ladder of celebrity. Oh, totally. I have, <laughs> one no, person moves up one rung. You, you come and join the other What makes me laugh is you think I'm joking, but I'm not. In the next village we had, um, at the time, was Liz Hurley. Mm. And then in Eastleach we had Kate Winslet. And so it was getting quite big. And so they actually set up a tour of the Cotswold stars homes like the LA one and it started really big Liz Hurley Kate Winslet and then it ended with me and Annika Rice and we were like chuck shit at them it was amazing and then I had to move from where I was then because I was near Sirencester and I I don't want to show off, but I pretty much ran that town. <laughs> for, for three, four years, I did the Christmas lights and everything. And then the one, mo- one morning, I yeah. went in, and there'd been a coup. And this is absolutely true. And the windows were just full of startled shopkeepers shaking Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's hand, oh. or LLB, as he liked to be known. Ladies <laughs> yeah, you know me. Bowen. Yeah. And that was it. I was literally chased out of town. And that's actually, this is a great story, but it's actually true. The pecking order of the Cotswolds yeah. is fascinating. So I had to fucking get out of that shit. So now I live in what I call the buffer zone. Mm-hmm. Um, just above Cheltenham, in between Stroudland, which is Lily Allen land, yeah. and the Flatlands, which is Jeremy Clarkson land. So I, <laughs> I have a sort of buffer zone. It's like Game of Thrones, where, oh, and you're the wall. No, no, it's insane. I've actually drawn a map, oh um, my God. which I'm trying to sell at the moment. But, um, t- I'll buy that. I'll yeah, buy that. Hobby. Let's go to 2009 now, Dom oh, Jolly. Wow. Oh, so I'm happy there, because I've just written The Dark Tourist, which is my first travel book. And oh. I went on holiday to North Korea, weekended in Chernobyl, skiing in Iran. So I'm really happy. I thought, you know what? Fuck this comedy shit. If they're not going to like respect me, then I'm going to go on holiday. 
right. to weird places, and that's what I did because that's all I wanted to be when I grew up. I can tell that you're. Travel I can writer. tell that you're writing a book as well because you bought Max Beach Dictate. <laughs> that's <is> right. <laughs> that's fucking right. <laughs> I remember that, and I thought because what happens is when I go on when I go writing, I write all my stuff down on notes on an iPhone, like when I'm travelling, and then when I come back, I send it to myself. Yeah. And I sent myself a whole lot of stuff and it didn't arrive. So I had these notes and I couldn't move them from anywhere. And I thought, fuck, I've got to type them. Like thousands of words from North Korea. And then I'd heard about this thing called Mac Dictate. And I thought, this is great. I'll just read it and it'll appear on my word. Yeah. And then I can go for it. And Amazing. It lasted about a day. I was just like, uh, so North Korea, dungogi of nothing. It was yeah. terrible. And it cost and me a fortune. You spent, here we go. How much? 200 quid or something? 159 pounds. Yeah. On, yeah. on that kit. Yeah. So that's in 2009. Do you know how Alexa, I am. isn't it? I didn't even claim tax. I'm so shit. Because I could definitely claim. No, because I'm rubbish at that. Oh, that's legit. All this I is know, legit. but I'm shit at that. Just if you're listening, tax man, I'm fucking shit. <laughs> I was the only person to be audited. And they said I should spend more money. This is absolutely true because I'm so disorganised. So you did do the book about travelling. It's called The Dark Tourist. I know I did. I 29th read it. of December, Award 2010, £8.49. You bought yourself a copy. Congratulations. No, and also, I didn't buy myself a copy. I bought my Canadian relatives a copy. I call bullshit. Why? Kindle edition. Oh, that's true. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> no, go. I did do that. And I'll tell you why. Because Kindle had just come out then. Yeah. And so I was asked. And actually, I was given a credit to buy that. Hello, Amazon. Yeah. I was given, no, I was given a credit by that because we had to test how it looked because we, oh. we were putting photographs in it. So, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> However, the next 30 cop downloads. But yeah, that's true. So you really found happiness when you started doing the travel thing? That yeah. sorted you out? Well, it didn't sort me out because I was happy anyway. I mean, I've had a fucking brilliant life. I mean, mm. don't get me wrong. Well, it's not over. It's not no, over. No, no, no. Right? But even the three years of, of PlayStation, I fucking loved it. I had loads of cash, great kids, nice wife. It was all good. Yeah. But um, I just kind of have a creative... You know, if I was just someone who just could make the cash and fuck off to an island, that'd be great. But I really like, you know, the sound of my own voice, as you know. So, um, I, I, yeah. So when I grew up, all I wanted to be, because I grew up in Lebanon, and I looked at, like, people I really admired, and they were either diplomats, and I know they're cunts, because I was a diplomat in Prague in 1990, and foreign correspondents. And I kind of wanted to be a foreign correspondent, but I'm a bit too chicken to be a foreign correspondent. So yeah, I literally dangerous. did one step back so foreign correspondents are people that write about people fighting mm -hmm. and I would I'd read all foreign correspondents books and I was obsessed with like the Khmer Rouge and the hotels they stayed in in Cambodia and mm. Chernobyl so I would go and write about the people that were writing about the the actual fighting that's how far back I was yeah yeah, yeah but I, I did grow up in a war so way back from the front line oh, well I grew, I grew up, up in, in a, a fucking in the war. Lebanon yeah I grew up in Beirut so I've you know I've, I've I've killed a couple of people. No, I haven't. But you know, I've seen I've seen action. No, I haven't. I've been shelled. Yes, I have. So you there have you go. Shelled? Yeah, of course I've been shelled. Who hasn't been shelled? I can tell you grew up in a war zone because you did the really good Khmer on Khmer Rouge. Then I just Khmer say Khmer, I just say Khmer yeah. Rouge. Well, I was kind of obsessed with Cambodia because in seventy five seventy six, which was when the Lebanese civil war was at its height, and I was living the world's most schizophrenic existence because I was in the holidays. I'd be in our the basement of our house above Beirut, being shelled. And then I'd go back to Oxford to the Dragon School, which where I was at school with most of Radiohead and Tim Henman. So it was kind of, it made, what did you do in your school hall in the holidays good? But it was a very schizophrenic existence. And uh, all I knew is we'd listen to the World Service. Mm. And that's where you'd find out who was shelling you. That was the irony. Wow. Like, you'd know from London who was shelling you. And the only other people vying for the, the headlines at the time was Cambodia, because the Khmer Rouge were going, the Phnom Penh was going on. And so I was always thought, I wonder, because Lebanon's a fucking amazing place to be, yeah. and yet everyone thought it was a shithole. And I thought, I wonder if Cambodia's that good. So that's why I was really interested in going to Cambodia. It also puts you in a really unique position, because you can genuinely tell us what is worse, war or Radiohead. 
Uh, Radiohead, I think, a long way. And I'll tell you why, actually, and I have a good theory on this. Radiohead suffer from the worst crisis of British music, which is middle-class guilt, like art school guilt. So they make an amazing album, the first one, Pablo Mm -hmm. Honey. Yes. OK Computer, I didn't really like. I thought it was a bit Pink Floyd-y, a Mm -hmm. bit proggy. Loved it. But the point is, they do very well. And then what do you do? You go, oh... <laughs> we beca- in fact I did it a little bit it's sorry like, guys sorry it's guys. like we've been mm. a bit popular they let's put make some glasses some, on and let's make something show. totally fucking unlistenable to and alienate <laughs> everyone when it's Coldplay that everyone hates but I like I like yeah. you know what we're fucking good at this let's we're going to keep on. doing it yeah, but yeah, occasionally yeah. waffle on about fair trade so you know <laughs> but I bullied Tom York at school so I feel oh my god you're responsible I feel that's where a lot yeah. of his stuff his deep so stuff came from so you're as important to British music as the guy who dumped Adele yes and unfortunately I didn't punch Tim Henman which right. could have helped British tennis as well. So, I mean, there are things I did, things I didn't do. I coun't do everything. Um, this is incredible. What, yeah. a, lot, what, an what a life. Fascinating. Yeah, if any of it was true, maybe. <laughs> oh, no, the whole thing's a lie. All right, so let's skip on ahead a bit yeah. now, okay? We're going to go into 2015. Oh, a bit too right? serious for you guys. Contemporary jolly, okay? What about this, right, Sam? Have you seen this? Sorry, there's so what? much stuff. How this are you is so the good. Thing? Keep calm and love Dom Jolly, novelty key ring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. So... More importantly, I found I found that someone sent it so to me. Good. Someone sent it to me and said, "Oh my God, how desperate are you? Are you doing merch?" <laughs> and I was so angry. I was like, "Who the fuck is selling this merch?" Yeah. And then I realised it's just an algorithm. Yeah. So yeah, but I didn't realise that. No, no, no. So when you're looking at your fame, yeah, your fame. it wasn't me. So yeah, I, I completely fell for that. <laughs> but I do have that on my fridge. Four pounds you spent on that. Yes, I'm. Calm. And just above. And you know that. what was happened? Didn't make me calm. <laughs> it's really angered me. Getting cross. Yeah, just above that. What? Go on. The Zorro mask. You bought three. Three Zorro black okay. men's masquerade ah, masks. Oh, this is brilliant, actually. Okay, this must be 2015, 16. October 15. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is great. So, this is, I've just set up my production company, and the production company is called Shady Cabal. And Shady Cabal is named because just at Trigger Happy Time, we did some spin offs. And I set up a fake magazine and we spent £2,000 putting a whole page review in various magazines for a magazine called Self Magazine, which was all about Will Self. Every article was about Will Self. And then, and then we had a whole opening where fucking people came and in the end, it was a terrible... We pulled the thing out and it said, if you want a magazine, write it yourself. It was terrible. And I even interviewed Will Self about the magazine. But... The Guardian wrote a red... Uh, we put a thing in Modern Review, and they were like, no one knows who the Shady Cabal is behind this. So I thought about this for ages. So I called my company Shady Cabal. Brilliant. So when we set up Shady Cabal, I thought... I think we were drunk. I said, wouldn't it be cool if like, we were like a sort of shit terrorist group? So every time we do interviews, or we have meetings even... We all wear Zorro masks. Yeah. <laughs> so the first couple of like Instagram shots of like new company set up, we're all cool. We're all wearing Zorro masks. <laughs> and I think one of our wives saw it and just went, you know, you look like complete cunts. Yeah. <laughs> and so we stopped. And? But you notice I went for I, I went for quite high-end. Superior Zorro quality, masks. Yeah. Yeah. Italian yeah. made. Because, 12. We, because we kept we kept sending a runner out to get Zorro masks <laughs> and they'd tear and stuff. I was like, no, 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 no. We want quality Zorro masks. It's really annoying when <laughs> runners tear. That was yeah. really irritating. They do do that. Oh. Um, Sam, any reviews of this the Zorro This is the worst mask? interview yes. I've ever done. No, it's the, not. No, but in the, it's really oh, revealing it's, how shit I'm my life is. I'm finding out so much about you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. Brilliant. Someone said it. four Someone stars, good quality. <laughs> that was me, probably. So, so much other stuff going on in 2015. I'm sorry. Really? There's just so much stuff. Done. Really? It's is incredible. it good or bad? But you're looking at a Churchill, a biography, Roy Jenkins. I've read that. It's lovely. What page you on? Yeah, no big deal. What page? Diana, a closely guarded secret. That sounds a bit. What's that about? Then? No, I'm up for that. I, I, I kind of, 
I'm slightly obsessed with those people, especially the royal hangers-on, mm. who kind of veil their make-money-quit books in a sort of, you know what, in a way. It's a bit like when that guy, Alistair Stewart, does those terrible... He's just showing clips of cars crashing. Yes. But he has to do the little bits in between mm. where he goes... Remember, if you're absolutely ripped to the tits on heroin, don't get in a car. And it's kind of this. This book was sort of by her. He was called Ken Wharf, I think. Is that right? Is it the same one? Yes. About? Yeah. yeah. And Ken Wharf was her protege. He hints heavily that she was very sexually attracted to him. Ugh. And it's more. It's just. So why do you read that then? Because I'm kind of. I'm. I kind of love hypocrisy, and I think I then insulted him on Twitter for a year. So I needed a Oh, oh worthwhile then. At least I mean, you used it well. I'm not a, Claim that I'm not, one of those, yeah. I'm not one of those trolls who just the whole stuff without having done the research. You're you know? a tro- it's good faith trolling, right? It's, it's well-informed well, well trolling. Yeah, I, think it's, I call it troll wrestling. It's, it's back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, uh, what, this, go on. Yeah. Page three. Uh, well, don't look yeah, are you looking at the in? bottom? The no, 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 oh, in the middle. Well, he's got his cricket kit because he's a complete Cotswold cliche. Can I just say that's not for me, though? That's for my boy. All right, I'll take it back. Sorry, but I'm not cosmetic. I was just going to say because the pants are extra I'll tell, large. I'll tell you what. Oh, those were mine then. <laughs> what, what are they? Pants or uh, it's a box, they, isn't it? It's a box a, holder. No, it's a jock strap. No, cricket brief with pouch, yes, right. extra yeah. large. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got a better story than that, obviously, because having bought the jock strap, I am a massive cricket head. I got, and you guys won't get this because obviously you're already showing your snobbery towards cricket. But fuck it. Go on. I played in the Test Match Special 60th anniversary match, which for me is a big deal. My yeah. dad had just died, mm. and I'm like, finally, I've done something that he would have been proud of. We go up to oh, Leeds ground, and I'm fucking, literally, they've got the, the, the cameras, and they've got, Blofeld, <laughs> they've got Blofeld commentating, and when I come off after having hit quite a good little innings... What did you get? How did Jeff, you get? It doesn't matter about Go it, on, how many did you get? <clears throat> 62. And, uh, that is good! Jeff Boycott goes, well batted, lad. And I'm just like, oh. I'm in a... I'm oh. literally in a... When I got there... <laughs> Uh, Graham Swan was the, the the captain of my team, and I didn't, you know, I'm so disorganised. I hadn't brought my extra large briefs, and I said, "Oh, I don't have a jockstrap." So Graham Swan gave me his. Wow, I still have them to this day. Do you? Wow. So that's I. You've got I did you Swanies sort of sniff them? Yeah, well, yeah. I, well, I did, but they were, it was mine. So okay, it was kind of. It's quite comforting. It was smelling yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's But I'm okay. not a sort of. I'm not. Uh, I like sport a lot, but I'm not a sort of stato sport type guy. Like I love cricket, mm. but I don't know. Who, but. That was an exciting moment. All right, let's 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 do this. Come on, let's get to 2019 now because otherwise we're never going to finish this podcast. Yeah, because I got to go okay. He has actually. I got to go. get the Groucho and do things. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, here's a good. <laughs> here's really, a really important. Meeting. Here's a good one. Order placed 16th of February 2019, which is very much the recent past. And this is a great order for a grown man, Haribo mm. Halal Gold Bears. Do you need to get Halal in the okay. Cotswolds? This really? Is funny. Okay, so again, this actually this is quite interesting because I don't check, and this is this is my my kid is now a flexi boarder. At boarding school, uh-huh. and so he—that's his—he keeps saying he's quite good because he kind of knows that he could order anything, and I wouldn't check. But he's a good kid, so he says things, but he doesn't tell me what he orders. He goes, "Dad, there's a couple of things I need for school. Is it all right for order?" Yeah, I'm assuming this is what you might—this <laughs> oh, is what you might call a care box. He's Talk gone. Through it. He's What's gone, he gone for Lynn. He said, right, it's "I great. said as long as it's healthy." So that it's is fine. he healthy? You've got some sweet, yeah, Kinder chocolate, Kinder chocolate, Milky Way, Magic Stars, two Mawam vegetables, sharing bags, any vegetables, um, halal, seriously, oil paint set. Oh, oh no, no, that's Ooh, nice. Oh, okay, shall I tell you what that is? Here go on. That was my, that was a, I got that on Prime, I think, because that was a last, I realised it was my wife's birthday and she's a painter and sculptress. Uh, no big deal. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I got those last minute. Oh, nice. That's very romantic. It's great. Last minute it? panic. Yeah. That's how people, and, and also they for them. 
fifty percent off. So, oh, really? Yeah, oh. it's lovely. Yeah, don't like tell that. her. No. I'm still going in the um, well, what, what your son this. bought. It yeah. is incredible, isn't it? Um, the Laurent, the Laurent Orange. Perrier. Yeah, that's him. Apple Tizer, yeah, Capri Sun, yeah. Haribo, Wine Gums, Rolos, Mars, Aero. Really? Yeah. He's How got a lot of sugar. Is this one, one delivery? Why did yeah. you not know about this? 23 pounds hell. Right, Jackson, if you're <laughs> on listening. sugar, it's you're all a, sugar. <laughs> is it really? You are gated, son. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dom, that feels like a, on, a, on this bombshell. Yes. On that bombshell, <laughs> Dom Jolly has gated I'm his child. Shocked, really. Dom. I genuinely think yeah. you're brilliant. I, I I've brilliant. enjoyed this so much. No, I'm genuinely brilliant. Just well, no one I else think, does. I think you need to. I think you're mediocre. I no, I'm joking. Need... I think you're brilliant <laughs> too. That, you're much more on the money. <laughs> I think you need to tell the world. I've always been a fan, and this Thank has you. just um, cemented all that. Thank you so much for yeah, joining us. I am. I know everyone so feels really you. sorry for me being on this, but I'm. I'm coming back. Uh, I've got lots in the pipeline, so it's all going back. He's a very busy man. Yeah. Are you laying cables as we speak? I'm laying massive 50-metre cables to my gym. <laughs> Can I come with you? <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, Dom Jolly, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much to Dom Jolly. So that is the end of My Mate Bought a Toaster. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us a rate and a review and all that business. And me and Samantha Baines will be back next time. I think we're going to do these every week. We've got some brilliant episodes coming up. Carrie Ad Lloyd, John Holmes, Pete Donaldson, uh, amongst many others. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, give us a follow on Twitter as well, please, at ToasterPod. That's all your Toaster admin uh, you've got to do. And if you've got any good ones as well, go back and have a look for your Amazon purchase history. If you have got any good ones, we'd love to hear them. Uh, just drop us a tweet at ToasterPod and you'll see at the moment we've got about eight followers so you can be a very early adopter of this new podcast thanks very much see you soon I'm Jack Beaumont and this is Crime Club, the podcast where I talk to people who have done terrible, terrible things, either immoral or illegal, ideally both. Fucking hell, mate. That's Crime Club. Oi, oi, oi. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.